Some listeners may find the topics discussed during this podcast on education rights triggering. If this brings up trauma to you, please skip this episode and we advise you seek help to from the websites listed below. Thank you. Welcome to Everyone is Entitled to a Good Education podcast. Alicia here with you for the first episode in our series this year at Kildare College. On Friday of week six, we'll be recording a, a podcast at Kildare College. The podcast is going to include how education rights impacts kids and adults and an explanation of why people don't have access to a good education and how we can help education rights. Good afternoon, Danielle. How have you been? If you could go back to school in the 1980s for a day, what do you think it would be like for you? That's a good question, Alicia. I'm well, thank you. I asked my parents what it's like when they were at school and they told me they had more books, pens, pencils and they wrote everything on paper. The teacher would write on the blackboard because they didn't have computers so they couldn't share the screen. During recess and lunch, most kids were on the oval playing sports, not on any technology. Teachers were stricter and hands-on with the students. Their lessons after lunch used to be meditation where they would get to unwind from lunch and they used to be able to have naps to cool down from lunch so they can be focused for the lessons ahead. Wow, that's very interesting, Danielle. What do you think education rights means to you? To me, education rights means that everyone is treated equally and they deserve to have a good education, even with no money to pay for school fees. They should get a good education. Most people don't have enough money to pay for school fees, but I think they should arrange to give them a chance to get a better education. This could be by giving the school 250 every month. By the end of the year, they should get around $3,000. If you're a single parent, most schools provide school cards. Nice to know. How is your grandparents' education different to ours now? Well, Alicia, I interviewed my nunu and he said that the education rights was more centred around the three R's, reading, writing and arithmetic. Every morning they would have a test on the times tables that they had learnt the night before. They would also have a vocabulary test on the list of words given and they studied the night before. The teacher would also read out a piece of prose, which is called dictation that they have to write down on a piece of paper and the teacher would correct their mistakes made. This was called rote learning and testing. Everything was written by the teacher on a blackboard that they would copy in their exercise books every fortnight on a Friday. They would have a test on the past two weeks, work if got full marks. They got merit awards. If they got full marks for mental and arithmetic or full marks for vocabulary and dictation, they would get a red merit award. If they got full marks for both, they would receive a blue merit award. There was strong competition amongst the pupils to achieve this double merit award. In secondary school, it was much the same, except they would have to do homework on what they have been taught and day, and again, they would get tested every fortnight. Then there would be exams at the end of every term. There were three terms to the year, and the results at the end of the exam of the year would determine if they were to be promoted to the next level. University was done in modules for which you would be tested weekly with the final exam at the end of the year. This next question is quite interesting. Did your parents' schooling experience influence where they sent you to school? That's a good question, Alicia. My mother went to St Francis for the first couple of years and then transferred to Loretto and graduated primary school there. Then she attended Mary McKillop for high school. My dad also went to St Francis for primary school and then he went to Australia for high school. My parents' schooling didn't affect where I went, but if it did, I would have gone to one of the schools they attended. For me, I got to have a say in what high school I wanted to go to with guidance from my parents and what would best benefit me. They also wanted me to make sure some of my friends 
we're going so that I wasn't alone for my high school journey. Following up on that question, were your parents treated differently to, to the other kids? If so, why? No, my parents didn't get treated differently back in the 80s, but there was more discipline and authority involved. Everyone was treated the same, but they were more stricter to the students that were doing bad things like talking back to teachers, physical fighting and not paying attention in class. If work wasn't completed or handed in by the due date, it would be followed up with the student's parents. Great to know. How did your parents and ancestors get through a school day without any electronics? Well, that's a great question. Back in the 1980s, they didn't have computers. They had to write down everything on a piece of paper and they had to sit down and watch films on a box TV and write about it. In the 80s, they used ballpoint pens to write notes and they had to write down everything that was on the chalkboard at the front of the class. They had to go into the library and borrow books to read and take notes for tests in the upcoming weeks. They had very strict rules in the 80s. If work wasn't completed, they would be given a detention or letter sent home to their parents. Back in about 1959, when my pop was in middle school, the very first computer was made in 1888-1889. So he didn't have computers either. He wrote everything by hand, and if he didn't hand his work in time, he would have gotten the cane. That's so much information I didn't know. Danielle, do you think you could help little kids get a better, better education today? If so, why? I personally think that others, as well as myself, could donate school supplies or money to the kids that can't afford to pay for school supplies. They need, let alone, school fees. I encourage everyone to take action to help the people in need by donating books, pens, pencils, backpacks, lunchboxes or just donating money. This will help them get a better education and will make them be able to feel like every student that has this education. Good. Kids are struggling to cope with no school and how it will impact their future. A poor education or no education at all means that you won't be able to get a job or help you move towards your goals. For those who don't want to donate, I encourage you to start sharing posts on social media about education as it, is, as it can help attract more people in the community into donating school supplies. Another thing you could do to help is join a campaign group. This way you can meet like-minded people and act about education rights. Mr Rice saves money in a glass jar and then gives it to the Smith family as they don't have enough money for school tuition fees and supplies. He is showing compassion and courage as he is helping the Smith family get a good education for their children. That's a great way to help little kids get a better education. This next and final question is how would your parents' life be different today if they lived in our generation? My parents didn't have computers. They used notebooks and typewriters to write. However, in this generation, they would have access to computers and they'll be able to search things up online instead of reading books or watching films on old TVs to understand more about the topics. They would have access to calculators to help work out math questions and they would have access to textbooks for different subjects. They had to look up research in encyclopedias, going to the library and reading books. Back in the 80s, they used to be given lots of worksheets and they used to have to sit down and take notes for tests. They weren't allowed to have breaks during class unless they needed to go to the bathroom or go into the principal's office, but they had recess and lunch breaks throughout the day. In the 80s, they didn't have phones to take photos of experiments or to call your friend groups to study. Something that doesn't happen in our generation anymore is how they were punished. The way they were punished was writing down, I will not do this again over 100 times or getting hit by the cane back in 1959. Well, thank you for your time, Danielle. If you would like to hear more episodes from Kildare College, you can check them out at our own podcasting page, DJA Podcasting. The link will be in our show notes from today's episode.
This podcast was produced by Alicia Zunchens, Daniel and Daniel Foronio from Kildare College in partnership with Arc D Radio and Podcasting. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcasting page to hear more about human rights issues and any other topics we may discover. Bye. Enjoy the rest of your day.